Welcome to The Breakdown. I'm your host, Isaac Mateus. I'm here with Stephen and Johnny. In our show, The Breakdown, we seek to equip students and parents with a biblical framework, practical wisdom, and resources so they would further their relationship with Jesus Christ and further the mission of God. Guys, let's get started with the show. Woo! All right, welcome back to The Breakdown with Isaac, Johnny, Steven, we are back. I can't believe they let us record another one. I thought they would close. I thought they would shut down the breakdown after the first week. They heard our first one and they were like, nope, this is not going to work. We're not going to rock with this. But we are here with another episode. Steven, Johnny, how are you guys doing? Man, I'm pretty excited. I'm glad to be here. Glad to. Uh, have this fun time together and talk about these uh, serious questions that our students are sending in. You know, I'm making it, Isaac. I'm making it. It's, you know, it's a tough time in life, but, you know, I'm making it. A tough time in life. Man, I'm excited. I feel like every time I ask you guys how you guys are doing, it is without a doubt that it's like you guys say, oh, yeah, I am really excited, but you're like, I am excited in life. Listen, man, I don't have the Rona. And so, like, I'm good right now, but uh, it's tough times with the Rona spreading everywhere and getting everybody, uh, you know, it's where we're at right now. So, currently, I do not have it, you know. Uh, you do not have the virus. Good, <laughs> good, good. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited. Excited to be back for another episode. Let's do it. Uh, so, on the agenda for today, today we're going to be talking about uh, discipleship, discipleship, discipleship. That's how I spell it. I have to literally spell disc and then ipleship. I can't, I, it took me the longest time to figure out how to spell it. So I just had to think disc, like a, like a floppy disc or like a CD disc. And then I just finished it. And anyway, we're going to be talking about discipleship. Uh, we have a question here. It says this, how does one go about discipling someone after they have had salvation? What's the best approach? So we're going to be talking about kind of some practical ways, maybe some, some theory, maybe some ideas of how to actually disciple someone. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. So let's start with, let's start with some theory, like maybe some ideas of why, uh, because I think a lot of times we need to have a good understanding of like a good background understanding of something to, to kind of direct the why or the direct the action. So like when, when you are talking to somebody, they get saved and you're like, all right, I'm going to disciple, disciple this person. What, what does that look like for Johnny? What does that look like for Steven? Johnny, you go first. Yeah. So um, I have to ask questions. Who do I want them to be? what do I want them to know and what do I want them to do? Right. So who do I want them to be? Ultimately I want them to look more like Jesus. So I'm going to point them to the word of God because the word of God shows us who Jesus is. Um, and I'm going to encourage him and challenge them to read it. I might even give them um, some specific um, specific passages in which uh, they can read and uh, talk with them. Maybe even uh, give them questions to look for in the text so they know what to answer. Um, what do I want them to know? Well, I want them to know the Word of God. I want them to know um, what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus. So I'm going to teach them um, how to study God's Word. I'm going to teach them how to pray. 
going to teach them what it means to give sacrificially. I'm going to teach them what it means to have authentic worship um, as a lifestyle, not just this event that we go to. And then what do I want them to do? Well, I want them to practice these things that we're learning. Um, I want to give them opportunities even um, to go alongside of me to go and practice these things um, and then uh, ultimately send them out to do the same with others that are like them, right? So in theory, that's great, right? Those, those are um, great things, great framework in which to think. Um, in practice, um, it's a little bit more drawn out than that. Yeah, you know, you think of what Jesus says when he commands his disciples um, in Matthew um, 28, the Great Commission. Uh, he says to go and make disciples of all nations, you know, baptizing them, then follow the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. Um, I think when we think of these, uh, you know, these parameters of who do I want them to be, what I want them to know, what I want them to do kind of thing, um, you know, Jesus says that you're teaching them to observe all that is commanded. When you think of what Jesus did, I mean, he, he literally demonstrated uh, what he wanted his disciples to know by teaching them, and he demonstrated that, uh, what he wanted them to do by actually doing it before them. And, uh, it, you know, he essentially walked with them in life uh, and showed them what it looked like to be more like Jesus. And so what I'm trying to accomplish with someone when I am uh, in a discipleship relationship with them, I'm discipling them, then I ultimately want them to be more like Jesus. And the way to go about that is to learn what Jesus says. Uh, so we know what Jesus says, who he is. We know what the Bible says. We know what he wants us to teach them. Uh, and then we observe what he did his actions, how he lived, the things that he said, the things that he does, and we actually live accordingly. Uh, we do. We implement those things uh, in the way that he did it. And so the end goal is trying to get somebody to look more like Jesus, and the way I learned what Jesus looks like and how he thinks and how he does and what he, you know how he lives is from the Word. And so I think ultimately making a disciple comes back to um, the Word and uh, helping somebody understand uh, what Jesus wants us to teach them and what he wants them to do. Um, that's easier said than done, but to say, man, here is one way to make a disciple, and this is the way, uh, would, would not be uh, advantageous. And so when you, when you talk about making a disciple, you know, people enter into a discipleship relationship at different points with different knowledge. And so it's helpful for me to think, man, am I, have I been discipled? Uh, what, what ways has somebody discipled me? What has worked? What hasn't worked? Um, if I have never been discipled, I probably shouldn't be discipling someone. Um, even Paul, when he gets saved, like he goes and he learns and he grows for a number of years before he comes and starts kind of implementing those practices and teaching other people. Um, so, you know, what has worked with me? Um, you know, what have I learned to do? How have I learned to live? Um, if I have never been discipled, I'm probably not going to make a good discipler. Um, but if you have been discipled and you're thinking about just, I mean, how do I disciple someone? I want to take them from where they're at uh, and help them to get where they're going, which would be to more like, be more like Jesus. And that can happen in a number of different ways. Um, it also, it's all going to come back to the scripture. Um, 
But, you know, for some, like, I mean, I can help somebody grow in their discipleship, um, though I may not be the primary discipler uh, teaching to observe, you know, every aspect, but I might be able to influence somebody and discipleship somebody uh, or disciple somebody by helping them with their, maybe their scripture memorization uh, or, you know, an aspect of spiritual discipline or an aspect of their life in which I can speak into their life. I can help them grow in that area. Um, and then, therefore, they, they are then equipped to then do that with somebody else. Um, but there's no, like, one method of discipleship that is just the method. Um, essentially, you're trying to help somebody be more like Jesus. And so that happens in a number of different ways. Um, and uh, it, it looks different for different people, I think, at different stages of life as well. Yeah. So summing up kind of what you, so what you both kind of have said, like before getting into the super practical, um, you know, what does that look like on a day to day? You're sort of wanting to formulate a kind of person that is more shaped and molded into the image of of the sun. And so like, you know, a a immediate verse that comes to mind is in Matthew 22, um, you know, the, the section where Jesus is talking about the greatest command, you know, in verse 37, he says, uh, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Uh, this is the greatest and most important command. The second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets uh, depend on these two commands. And so that like in, in a nutshell, that's what you guys are talking about. It's sort of the theory of, man, when we start discipleship, we're thinking, how do we make a person? Like how do, how do we, by investing in their lives, um, how do they become a person that will love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and love their neighbor as their self? So, like, just that's sort of the theory behind it. That's good. Um, so, with the theory kind of in the, in the, giving us a good framework and a good way of thinking about discipleship, what have been some practical ways that you guys have seen fruit and success in discipleship? Like, so, Stephen, you kind of alluded at it, like, there's a hundred different ways, you know, a thousand different ways to disciple somebody. There's a hundred different books. There's tons of uh, resources out there. What have been effective ways that you guys have found personally that could be helpful to somebody else? Yeah. So for me, the, you know, the most advantageous thing I think that's ever taken place for me is for an, an older Christian um, to literally allow me to have a glimpse into their life and so spend a great deal of time with me. Um, and in that time, sometimes it's very formal in that they are teaching me, like literally sitting me down and saying, that this is how the Bible works. This is what the Bible says. This is what Jesus says you are to do. And then challenging me to then do that and memorize that section of Scripture and uh, you know to implement those things in my life. And then at other times, it's just the observation of what a godly person looks like. And so, I mean, allowing me to spend time with them, um, then I picked up so much of, man, this is how you respond to uh, a, a wife appropriately. This is how you, you know, discipline your children appropriately. Uh, this is what it looks like for you to be godly in the workplace. This is what it looks like for you to be you know, godly and what you allow your intake to be. So what is, you know, what do you listen to? What do you watch? Um, those practical kind of questions that 
someone has, you know, just allowed me to be involved in their life and kind of taken me under their wing and, and literally just walked me through life there um, has been so impactful in my life. Um, and so there, there wasn't like a set method um, that they were saying, man, I got to make sure I teach all these things with the set structure. However, they taught me a lot of things. Uh, and I'm sure there was some intentionality to, to some of what they did. But oftentimes it was uh, more caught than taught. And, that man, they just led by example and showed me what it actually looks like for them to pray fervent prayer. Uh, instead of me, instead of them saying, hey, go read this book on fervent prayer, they said, hey, come pray with me. Uh, and then I got to see how that looked in their life. And so those things have been super impactful uh, in my life. Yeah, and, you know, going along with what you were saying, Stephen, um, certainly there's this aspect of discipleship that seems to be organic and natural relationship-driven. Um, even in the student ministry here at Richland Creek, um, we kind of have that natural discipleship happening uh, within our own office where we have guys that are younger uh, in ministry than we are. Um, we have guys that are older in ministry um, that are uh, working together to help sharpen one another so we can look more like, like God and um, carry out ministry more effectively. Um, structure also has its place, I think. So when, when I'm thinking through, uh, through discipleship, right, and I'm thinking of a structure um, using the love God, love others framework that, um, that Isaac uh, spoke of, um, I think of how do I encourage others to love God um, in the church, right, through service, through giving, um, how, how do I uh, encourage them to love God in prayer, um, how do I encourage them to love God through reading and studying his word, how do I encourage them to love God um, and love others by sharing uh, the gospel with them, how do I encourage them to love others by serving others, being the hands and feet of Jesus, right, these are, these are uh, things that I use um, in order to help encourage uh, people that are young in, uh, in their faith um, to grow into looking more like Jesus. So um, if I'm teaching somebody how to love God through his word, um, I'm going to sit down with them. I'm going to help them learn what it means to study the Bible, um, to help them to learn that there's a difference between reading the Bible and actually studying on it, meditating on it. Um, I'm going to teach them uh, how to come up with their own plan for how they're going to study the Bible. I'm going to teach them a plan for prayer. Um, you know, uh, I myself in my personal prayer life, I have um, days of the week written out and on each day of the week, I have different things that I pray for. I'm praying for uh, lost people that I know in my life, praying for um, God to answer these uh, prayers and needs that I have in ministry and uh, in my own personal life. I, um, I have days where um, I'm lifting my, my children and my wife up and uh, specific things that they are dealing with in their own life uh, to, to God. Um, so I'm going to teach them how to create a plan like that in which they can have a disciplined prayer life. Um, not that, you know, some spontaneous prayer life is bad, but if we have this disciplined structure, um, it keeps me personally honest in, in what I'm doing um, and, and helps me to, to grow in my own personal prayer life. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Um, so we sort of, so we've talked about, the sort of background, the reason or the kind of ideology of discipleship, the sort of those key framework pieces. We've talked about practical things. 
um, like uh, living life with them, living life with people, and sort of working out this plan of discipleship. But it, is there anything you can say? Because I'm also thinking about, you know, you guys are grown men with wives, children, you've been in ministry for a while. So you kind of, you have sort of a, a plan in place that you kind of worked out. Um, thinking through the lens of even like a sixth grader or a ninth grader, that literally shared the gospel with their friend, they got saved and they have no idea what to do at this point. Um, are there any resources that you could point to? Um, is there any advice you can give them? Um, is there some help that maybe could set those pieces of structure in place so that they can begin to walk them, their friend who is in ninth grade through that process? Yeah, I mean, for me, one of the things that I, I like to do the most, uh, I guess just quickly, uh, when somebody gets saved, and I, I want them to always know the Bible is where you go um, for your information. And so, uh, you know, it's the Bible, the, the Bible is not written in a, man, in a way that's not understandable. Um, it's written to be understood. Uh, we become the problem because we are not disciplined in uh, you know, studying it enough uh, to understand it well. Um, but I mean, I always want folks to turn to the scripture because that's where they're going to uh, learn how to pray appropriately. That's where they're going to learn what Jesus says. That's where they're going to learn who Jesus is and kind of develop that relationship with Jesus. I mean, we're not trying to make a disciple of me uh, as much as I want to make a disciple of Jesus. And so like, hopefully they can follow me and look like Jesus, hopefully. But what I really want them to do is look like Jesus. And so at the end of the day, and if there's things in my life that I mean, I don't want them to look like this. I actually just want them to look like Jesus. I want to get to that. Um, and so I'm always going to, you know, try to express a high view of Scripture and point them to a disciplined, um, you know, uh, practice of reading and studying the Bible. Uh, I think it's very important for... Uh, people to have a grasp of the scripture um, to to read it, uh, and 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 I I actually will encourage students to read large portions of it, um, and then to also implement studying of the scripture. And that's not always. I mean, you you don't always study everything you're reading, um, but to teach them how the Bible works, um, how it's written, what it's like, how it functions as a book. You know, working from left to right and. Um, kind of how theology is built and, and those type things. So you don't just get this total confusion of, I'm just going to close my eyes, open up the Bible and point to a verse. And then, you know, God speak to me uh, because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm now in your word. I want to show them actually how the Bible works. Um, but as far as outside the Bible goes, some practical resources we like to use here is whatever Christian ought to know by Adrian Rogers is really good. It's just a simple, like, you don't have to be brilliant to figure out what he's talking about. He just does a good job of breaking some things down, uh, making some simple things um, simple, and uh, just really does a good job of, of those things. And so um, we like to use stuff like that. Um, I like to always encourage, you know, prayer, Bible study, um, and then uh, just kind of work from those two things uh, to help to help students or anybody for that matter, uh, push forward and being more like Jesus. So through Bible study and reading the scripture, through prayer, 
and trying to understand what it says. Um, then I want the, it, them to implement that in their life, which is going to help them look more and more like Jesus. And so the, the plan of, man, I'm trying to get all the way over to here. You know, I'm trying to get from A to Z uh, is more about, man, I want them to know Jesus uh, because their relationship is with Jesus. Uh, and if that's growing, they're going to get to where Jesus wants them to go. Um, and I just want to help them in that. I don't have to be the primary source or the primary means for their growth because it's ultimately a relationship between them and Jesus. But I do want to help and aid them. Yeah, and so uh, along the same lines, Stephen, um, when thinking of, of disciplines and discipleship, um, our prayer life, our worship life, our giving, our service, our evangelism – all flows from the study of God's word because it's the study of God's word that reveals Jesus to us. So as, as we are connected with Jesus through studying his word, all these things start to uh, become habits in our life through uh, as we practice ad- uh, obedience and grow in our godliness. So for me, Isaac, to answer your question, um, one thing that I have found useful, uh, Adrian Rogers' book is, is great. Um, another book that I, that I highly recommend um, when it comes to Bible study, it's by uh, George Guthrie, and it's called Read the Bible for Life. Um, even with my middle school students at Richland Creek, um, we went through Bible study a couple years ago as a spiritual discipline, and uh, I used Guthrie's book, Read the Bible for Life, um, to help drive that study um, a lot for, for my students. Yeah, I was. Uh, it's funny that you guys mentioned two of the resources that I was going to recommend uh, students to read um, at the end of the podcast. Um, but yeah, I think I think you guys are, are totally on the money. Um, that discipleship is really um, kind of summarizing it all. Discipleship is really uh, in relationship with another person, um, and that relationship not just being a, a kind of an awkward, distant one, but actually being in a personal relationship with someone. Um, and where your goal is and where the, the end of it all is to have a person be like Jesus, have a person that uh, loves the Lord, their, the Lord their, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and loves their neighbor as themselves. Um, and as well, just through that love and, and, and with that starting point, starting to grow that relationship with Christ. So as we kind of close out, I just again want to, want to give you some recommendations. If you are, you know, if you are being discipled right now and you're kind of overwhelmed by the thought of, man, I can't, I have no idea what I'm doing. If, uh, if my, you know, ninth grade friend gets saved, I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I would just like Johnny and Stephen have already talked about, just highly recommend uh, what every Christian ought to know uh, by Adrian Rogers and uh, Read the Bible for Life by George Guthrie. Um, Those two resources are pretty cheap. Um, You can buy them on Amazon. Um, And they're just really, really helpful books as you start your sort of journey in trying to know what it means to disciple someone. So I would just recommend those two things for you. Um, There's a ton more we can say. There's a ton more we can say. We can literally spend hours and hours and hours on this topic but i think we've got a really good solid start um and as always 
if you have more questions about discipling your friends, maybe there's a particular topic, a particular thing that your friend is struggling with or has questions about or you have questions about, uh, like we always say, um, if you have a question, email it in to thebreakdown at richlandcreek.com, thebreakdown at richlandcreek.com. We will answer your questions that you send us in. So if you do have more questions about this, obviously we're going to continue to be talking about discipleship. I mean, it's just natural to do that uh, if you're a Christian. So we're going to come back to this topic multiple times, so don't worry. Um, we're going to continue to get into the nitty-gritty. But uh, as always, thank you so much, uh, Johnny, Stephen. Thank you guys for being here with us. Hey, can I add one thing? Yeah. Uh, good? Sure. All right. well, I know that we were closing out there, but uh, you know, sometimes we think we have to know a certain amount of things before we can then teach somebody else. Uh, you know, really what you're trying to do, and if you're being like Jesus, you're trying to tell somebody else how to do that, uh, how to be like Jesus. And so I would say start with what you do know. Uh, make sure that what you know is according to the Scripture. Uh, but, you know, for somebody who gets saved and they're going to their friend who's been saved, you know, for six months, uh, that person who's been saved for six months longer can actually disciple that person. That might not be the greatest plan. Um, and, but and when I got saved, I could tell somebody, how to get saved. Uh, and as I started reading the Bible, I could, I could turn to the Bible, you know, the, the book of John and say, Hey man, I was reading this, you know, it says that Jesus loves me. Uh, have you ever thought about that? You know, and, and that kind of thing to where it's not like some big formal that I know everything. And I had this grand plan. I'm going to walk somebody through all the plans that I've made. It's really just a, uh, this is what I do know. And so I'm going to share whatever I do know. And then I'm going to go learn more with the intention of being able to share more with this person if I can. So instead of feeling like, man, I got to have everything figured out first and just start with what you do know uh, and then be dedicated to know more uh, so that you're able to do more. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Um, Yeah. So um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for, for being with us as we walk through the podcast Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Johnny, um, for being for sitting down, taking some time with me. Uh, I know we, you guys don't really like to talk to me um, if it's not work related um, or the breakdown related. So thank you for just being my friend uh, because of happenstance. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, guys. Um, but no, seriously, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for taking time out of your day um, to sit down with us. Um, thank you for listening. Again, if you have questions, please send them in at breakdownemersoncreek.com. We will see you next week.